Hey, and welcome to episode 42 of the Sunfire Tavern, which is our podcast for gamers and geeks, where we talk about everything going on in the games industry, movies and TV, with myself, Clark, and my lovely co-host, Ollie, discussing the hot topics from the week. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern, and listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And if you want to email us, you can do so uh, by sending us your questions through sunfiretavern at gmail.com. Ollie, hello. Hello. How you doing, man? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. So, thankfully, today it's not as hot as it was last week, so I'm not I know, melting. My God, not melting, you know. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been a it's been a pretty pretty good week, you know. Just chilling. Mm. Um, I went to a wedding on Friday, which was the first time I've been to like a big indoors event kind of thing, which was it was very nice. Um, but obviously, I was a little bit a little bit scared, you know. Obviously, just seeing about all the COVID stuff, but um. Being close to people, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> also, just a lot of, yeah, a lot of alcohol. But well, yeah, it was really, it was really beautiful and it was lovely. And um, oh, avid, avid listeners, listeners may realise that I'm not currently in Sweden because ah, my yes. holiday, my holiday got cancelled. So the flight didn't get cancelled. But uh, I got to the airport, nice on time. Spent forty quid on an Uber to get there um, an hour before the flight. Got to the desk and the woman was like, no, there's no flight at this time. And I was like, no, there really is. And then she looked at my thing and she went, oh, no, this flight actually leaves at 12 o'clock every day. You didn't have to come this early. So I was like, okay, cool. That just cost me 40 quid. It probably would have cost me about £3 on the tube, but whatever. And she noticed I was British. You know, she was two for two there, doing very well. Um, she took my passport and she, she was like, um, oh, you can't fly to Sweden. I said, no, I can. I checked on the government website. Should be fine to fly to Sweden. Like, um, because I'm double vaccinated, I've done a, a lateral flow test, all that kind of stuff, like I'm clear, and that's what it says on the website. And she says, no, no, as of last night, uh, Sweden are not allowing any British passports in unless they have residents in the country. And I was just like, oh, well, I didn't know what to do. Like, I wanted to get angry, but at the same time, there's no point getting angry with anyone in customer service because it doesn't get you anywhere. And I, I just kind of stood there and just kind of went, I can't win this situation like this. I, I'm just yeah. going to have to leave. Oh, so man. I left, came home, uh, tried to get my money back for the flights. They won't refund them because uh, I bought it from one of them dodgy, like cheap, yeah, um, third-party site. Which you know, is my choice. I've never really what? had a problem with flying. So wait, did they um, literally? When did the Swedish government decide on the British passport? Was it literally like the day before? The night flight? before. The night oh before. my god, man! <laughs> which is kind of. I mean, it was a two-day vacation, well, three-day vacation, and it's fine everything but i haven't had a vacation for a year i needed something and yeah. that i i admit on friday when i got home i had a bit of a moment where i was just like this pushed me a little bit too far like i, f I felt like i broke a little bit mm. but i've recovered and you know my house sale was going through but that fell through oh boy <laughs> had a had a had a week eh yeah, yeah. so it, it actually got to the point where so much stuff was going wrong that i was just like yeah whatever um, so in what I did in the end is I, because uh, obviously my weekend was planned out being in Sweden. Instead, I went into London and kind of had two days just exploring London and actually had quite a nice time. Met some friends and whatever, so that was that was fine. Oh, that's lovely. And, that yeah, so that was good. And, and I still kept off today as well because it was my vacation day, so I decided to stay off instead. Yeah, but that's man. been my week. Um, not what I've been playing or doing or whatever. But before we kind of go into all that stuff, I guess I should go through the agenda which I've lost. And the agenda this week is. We'll start off with what we've been playing and watching. We're going to talk a little bit about Pokemon Untie or Unite or whatever it is it's called. Untie. <laughs> uh, the Loki ending. And ju just to be very clear for listeners, we're going to be spoiling the entire season, yes. start to finish, of Loki. Yes. So we'll also probably be talking about WandaVision a little bit as well because there are comparisons. Mm -hmm. And everything in the Marvel Universe, excluding Black Widow. So we won't be talking about Black Widow, the movie, because I don't think Ollie's seen it. No, I haven't, um, unfortunately. 
So that's going to be on the on the agenda. We're also going to have a little chat about the Activision Blizzard lawsuit. And as a caveat for that one, as myself and Ollie both have worked for that company, we'll not be making any opinions or whatnot. We'll just be kind of talking about it in brief because obviously it's a bit of a spiky subject for us to get involved with. Mm. And then this week's Nostalgia Bite will be about Napster, LimeWire, Morpheus and DC++. Effectively the file sharing programs that came about in the, the yesteryears. Yeah. So, Ollie, what have you been playing slash watching this week, according to my notes? Right, so, this week, uh, I've been playing more of that, um, sort of time trap, what's it, the time loop game, the, uh, one that's like werewolf, it's called Noja, the, um... Yep, I remember you talked about yeah, it last I'm week, still I was looking still... it up, in fact. Yeah, I'm still going through that, um, there's some weird, it's, it's, there's some weird anime stuff going on, which is, uh, you know, like, oh, f- finding people in the shower, and, you know, you got to talk to them while they're in the shower, and it's like, why? You know, we're just on space, you're in space. You know, I guess, you know, whatever, I mean, it's having fun. But, um, I'm still kind of, un- un- like, unpiecing the plot of that game. It is taking a while, and whilst the, like, the core gameplay is pretty repetitive, because obviously, you know, it's just playing, imagine playing, like, 45 games of werewolf with the same group of people kind of thing that like, sounds really fun yeah like <laughs> I'm, not tedious at all. No, yeah exactly right like, like you know and it, it does ma- like you know change up a little bit but uh i think it would be nicer if it kind of like fed in more like deterministic events of being like oh maybe you know i'll reach like loop 50 and then it will be like <laughs> oh here's like a next it'll just force the next bit of story kind of thing um, and it's like it's int- like it's an interesting idea because it's like basically because you get to engineer the scenarios of the game so you know you can choose what roles are on how many people are in it how many bad guys there are that kind of thing uh, and there is a button which you press when you're setting up the game which is like uh, if you press it it will s- generate a scenario for you which is more likely to give you a new bit of story if certain conditions are met um, but it doesn't obviously tell you what those conditions are. Which is cool, but it's also like a little bit like, uh, you know, sometimes because it's like you know a lot of RNG and a lot of like you know non-determin like you know non-determinism. So, you know, it's just like, oh, I guess you know I can't stop people from voting for me. Uh, I mean, sometimes you can. Like, I guess it's, the other thing is that there's like a weird RPG element to it, which is like you level, you gain XP as you keep playing, and you level up, and you like sort of put your points into like different skills, like stealth and performance, so like how well you can lie and all these things, which is cool. It quite a bit as you go, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So it's cool, and you get like different abilities and moves, kind of like Pokemon, which is weird, you know. Like, but um, uh, which is like a cool concept. But yeah, I, I'm yet to see it to, fit, to finish, and I'm hoping the payoff is worth it. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna stick with it. Um, apart from that, oh, I started watching Invincible. Have you heard about? Uh, I mean, I'm, I think I'm quite late to it, but this is the cartoon, isn't it? The Super yeah, the cartoon. the Amazon Prime uh, cartoon. So I'm five. And it's ep- supposedly insanely good. Yeah, so I'm five episodes in. It's pretty. It's ve- It's pretty. Ent- it's like really entertaining. Um, have you seen it? Just so I don't no, spoil it. No, not at all. It's it's on my list, but I'm I'm at that point in my life now where I'm like, am I too old to be watching? I know I'm not at all, but am I too old to be watching cartoons? And every time I sit down and watch one, I'm like, yeah, I'd rather watch live action. But then mm. with Avatar, for example, I fell in love with that. And, and all the way through it, I was like, oh, it's a cartoon. I'm going to hate this. And yeah. I, I loved it. So okay. I, I do want to watch Invincible. I do plan to watch it. So if we could avoid spoilers, that would be lovely. Yeah. I, I mean, I, just, I don't care about minor ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah I won't give you any spoilers. But um, yeah, I, I would definitely recommend watching it. It is not It is not a Saturday morning cartoon. I'll just I'll just leave it. At that. It's really gruesome, isn't it? Yeah. Like, like yeah. okay, have you you've seen The Boys, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. So it's 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 pretty. Yeah. Okay. If you love the boys, then you'll love this. So I I definitely recommend it. Um, it's it's good. I'm five episodes in. I've not. There's. 
I mean, okay, I won't spoil it, but there's some pretty, pretty interesting moments in that show, which maybe we can talk about next week if you've seen it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm probably going to watch it this week because I've got quite a stacked week this week, but... Yeah, uh, when you I, get to it anyway. On my list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm going through that. Um, oh, I finished off Beastar Season 2, which uh, the... All the way, the plot, all the way up to the end, fantastic. The setup was great. The characters, they're really going in for some really interesting, like, you know, uh, metaphors and, like, messages of, like, what the story is trying to tell. And then in the last episode, they kind of did a Game of Thrones season, whatever it was, and kind of, you know, it's a shame. The, the ending did not pay off, basically. Which is really a shame, because the rest of it was fantastic, and it was so good. But, um... Maybe if they do a season three, we'll see if it's if it's interesting. I forget if it's based on a manga that's still going or not. But um, yeah, that was a bit of a shame. But uh, some very 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 cool moments. So I would still so, recommend people watch it. So do you think it kind of worn down as it went through? Because you said second season, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you think it uh, it was like a great first season and the second season it kind of cooled down and it's got to the point where they might have kind of overplayed their hand a bit? Oh no. Okay, so may- maybe like so for se- season two, I think was better than season one. As in, like season one was oh, still okay. very good, and season two was great, just not the last episode. So it's literally just oh. the end. It's, it's one of those things sorry, where it's I like thought, I, thought, I thought you were talking about like as it went up to the last episode. I oh no, no, no! It's literally like the last episode. Like even the penultimate episode is like fantastic, or even like the first five minutes of the last episode are fantastic, and then it just kind of loses itself, which is a shame, because uh, it sets up a lot of interesting. Uh, plot points, and then kind of does like a really stupid red herring thing with a lot of them, and it's like, oh, I, I kind of hate it when series do that. It's like, uh, do you know the concept of like Chekhov's gun? No. Okay, so or the con- yes. So the concept. <laughs> Actually, no, I know the concept, but you tell me, and I'll tell you if that's the concept that I thought it was. <laughs> so Chekhov's gun is a thing in is like a a writing sort of um, principle. Whereas, like, if you ever show something that's important, like a gun, for example, like if there's a gun in the background of a of a scene, then the gun at some point has to go off or has to be used in the plot, like at some point later on. It's like basically foreshadowing, right? So, like, if, right, okay. if, so if you set up something, then later on you have to make sure that you re- you at least give closure or cut off the loose end. Otherwise, yeah, it's just okay. like, why is this even here? You know, so the, the antithesis of lost them, where it asked a ton of questions but didn't answer half of them. Precisely, yeah. That, right, like okay. that. That's yeah. The, yeah. That's like the, the the opposite. Where it's like there is a name for it as well. Where they do that, it's like check off something else. But it's basically just like you know, you self you set up all these check offs guns, and you never fire them off. And it's just like you kind of you kind of like blue balls the the viewer because they're like, well, what what the fuck? Why? What, what was this all about then? What was the point? You know, kind of like, and it's, I guess it's also because like because I watched Odd Taxi recently, which is like a I would actually use it as like an example of like perfect Chekhov gun, Chekhov's gun kind of thing. Like it, it foreshadows so much throughout the series, and it just like b- by the end of the series, it's literally just like Chekhov's arsenal, and it's just like literally like firing a all off, just like you know, like machine gun kind of thing of just like you know, like a fire, like a like a yeah, yeah. like a whole army kind of thing, and it's great. It's it's so, so I'm satisfying. Trying, so. I'm trying to think of the opposite of Chekhov's gun. I would probably say something like a Shaggy Dog story. Where you you spend like most of the movie or the TV show building up to something, and then you just don't pay off. Yeah, like 
it, that, that's that's I think is, is that is that where I am because I know I yeah. know MacGuffin I know Red Herring mm. I used to work in like not working I, I was a film student yeah 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 so you know all this stuff is 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 knowledgeable to me but I've never heard of a Chekhov's gun before yeah yeah it's it's it's, it's very similar to that yeah it's like and then there's other there's other stupid ones like you can use it for comment like I always reference I think it's in Futurama there's this really funny bit I don't know this is my favorite joke of Futurama I think it's Futurama where like there's one episode where like randomly like I think Bender like throws a brick into the air and then like it never gets referenced ever again like you kind of just like you know it hangs on the fact that the, the the brick's gone and then it just cuts to like a completely different scene and then in like an episode th- like three episodes later you just see in the background someone just gets hit by a brick <laughs> it's just like my favorite joke because it's like obviously what? you need to see you need to know like ahead of time that like bender uh, through now, the brick like, so I, th- I think we've talked about this before but there's maybe. a tv series called community where they do this yes um, yeah yeah yeah. And, and community was legendary for like a lot of uh fourth wall breaking stuff yeah background storylines all that kind of thing. They, they even crossed over and what i'm talking about here is they crossed over into another tv series oh, really? because <laughs> in one episode abed was just missing yeah. he just wasn't there <laughs> And in, in the next episode, they were like, where were you last week? And, the, and he was like, oh, I delivered a baby in the background of Cougar Town. So like, what? Um, <laughs> and he literally was in Cougar Town in the background delivering a baby. Like, <laughs> it, 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 because apparently the, the, the writers, I, can't, I actually can't remember the writer of Community now, but the, the, the writer of that show and the writer of uh, Cougar Town are good friends. Yeah. And they just did this thing where every now and again they reference each other's shows, and apparently it happened a lot more in Cougar Town as well. But I never watched it because it, it wasn't my kind of show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that is that a Chekhov's gun? That that kind of, like yeah, it. yeah. It's, yeah. it's similar to Chekhov's gun, where it's just like something happens, and you're like, what? And then like it's foreshadowing for something. It happens later, for a kind of. reason because something else is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It references it, right? Um, it's, it's just it's just good it's just good writing. Like, I really appreciate that. Like well, I guess it, oh, when when you do it when you do it across like multiple episodes, it's kind of weird because then like. You know, you'll just see someone get hit. But if you didn't watch the previous episode, you know, because Future Army, you might just like be watching it on TV, and then like you know, I guess it just comes off as like uh, slapstick humor if you were just watching it and you didn't see the initial thing where Bender throws the brick. You just see someone get hit by a brick, and you're like, oh, haha, someone got hit by a brick, kind of thing. But then when you have the context of the fact that it, the brick came from something like three episodes ago, that's like my favorite thing in writing and TV and stuff like that. When it's like very, very long foreshadowing. Uh, is like my favorite favorite thing. So yeah. Uh, sorry, that was a weird tangent. Um, <laughs> what else have I? What well, how else have you been playing and watching this week? <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess just. God, it's kind of in a blur. I guess it's just been so hot. I just haven't really. I mean, I've just been playing like yeah. Uh, Guilty Gear, I guess, and uh, some League of Legends. And that's it. Like yeah, going through Noja. Oh, do board games count? Can I talk yeah. about board games? All right, cool. So yesterday, yeah, they do now. There you go. Yesterday, I spent ten hours playing a board game at a friend's house. Was uh, it mansion? No, uh, was it um, Mansions of Madness? No, it was not. I played was um, it Gloomhaven. No, but oh, also okay, good. All, all good, all, all good ten plus hour board games. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I, I was playing a uh, Twilight Imperium. If you've heard of that. Oh one. yeah, I've heard of it. I've never played it. That that is a terrifying game to me. Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 very much one of these like uh, it's like playing Civ. It's like playing like Space Civ, but in like a board game form. I really enjoyed it, but man, does it you know ten hours is a, it's a long it's a grind. You know, it's a long time. It's but, a long time to play a board game, but it if you're with the right people and, and you're making a day of it, it's fine. Oh like, for sure, okay. yeah, yeah. We had like it's snacks just like and drinks. Ten hours of World of Warcraft and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. yeah, we had like snacks and drinks stuff. Like that. It's just because obviously you know with board games normally they're turn based, right? So it's just kind of like you know you gotta wait for other people to do their turns and 
there's there's it's definitely one of those like analysis paralysis games if you get what i mean Paralysis. Yeah, it's just where you have so what am much I learning shit. today. <laughs> Dude, it's it's just when you have like so much shit on the board in front of you, like just so many things. You kind of just get like stuck because you can't like your brain like literally can't like take in all the different options. So you just kind of like stare blankly at the board and your friend goes like, "Dude, it's your turn." And you're like, "Oh shit. Um yeah, I guess I moved this piece over here." And then you have the stupid thing of like when it's the next person's turn, you're like, "Oh shit, I'm supposed to do like these 20 different things I planned out like the turn before." <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. It's like you need a notepad to like remember what you were gonna do. <laughs> kind of thing. Wow. Yeah. Um. Like like when you're playing Eve Online and you have to do it with an Excel document. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Like yeah. like spreadsheet spreadsheets in space. I mean, this was also a space game. So uh, I was playing as um the space goblins. Uh, and you, my 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 entire the entire point of my race was that because you play against different races and you're all like fighting for control of the galaxy. And my race's special ability was to take loads of, like, action cards, which are completely random, and then also just stall for time. Like, you can basically just, like, discard an action card and be like, oh, I, I'm just gonna wait until you're done with your turn. And then basically you wait till everyone's, like, done with their turns, like, they've all passed, and then you kind of, like, take one extremely long turn where you just go and murder everyone because no one can do anything anymore. Is, so. is that like the classic um, when you're playing like a card game and you're like well now I play this but then I turn this card and then I use these things and the yeah. turn takes time and all your mates are just sitting there just looking at you going well you just get to the end of the turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, but it's yeah. even worse because it's like it's, instead of you just doing that like out of the bat you basically wait for everyone to do everything and then you go like and now it's my turn to play the game please wait half an hour as <laughs> so I explain my, my full thought process kind of thing um which was it's fun but it's also like man the analysis paralysis is just like bruh it's too much sometimes but yeah it was a lot of fun uh when i play again yeah i would definitely try to speed up the game though because we had we were teaching someone at the same time so that's yeah. an investment of it, it was a full day it was a full day did have some great fish and chips though but um yeah uh anyway okay, cool yeah anyway what have you been uh what have you been up to what have you been, what have you been playing what have you been watching oh. Well, I've had a week. Um, oh, yeah. So, I've discovered one of the best games ever, which oh. I'll talk about in a minute. Is is it wet on my floor? Hang on, there's water on my floor. Oh. Hang on, sorry, just one second. No, it's not water, it's... Ew. It's my sweaty feet. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been out for a run, so I'm a little bit sweaty. No, I mean, that's fine, um, man. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Um, so, right, uh, this week, what I've been playing, Skyward Sword, the HD... Shut up. The HD remake, um, <laughs> and... I'm already bored of it. Like it's Aww. a very difficult game to get through because it's so sloggy and slow, and there's so much backtracking. Mm. And and but it, it's it's lovely. Like it's 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 a beautiful game. But that camera control thing is just the weirdest thing because like I keep using the right stick to move the camera, and it's like nope, you got to hold L1 to do that. It's like why oh boy. this doesn't make sense. Like I don't understand why they haven't made it so holding L1 is what enables the actions. Yeah. So because the the right stick has got the mapping for the um the motion controls, I don't know why you have to hold the L1 button to use the camera when you could just be using the camera at all times. And whenever you're in combat, you just hold hold L1 and then you do your like swipey swipes and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. It, it, it's frustrating, it's slow, but it is a beautiful game, so I can't argue with that. It's just, mm, I'm not sure if I'm going to get through it. Mm. Um, Pokemon Unite came out, which I've been playing quite a bit of, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Ooh, yeah. um, got some, I mean, that's one of our subjects for the week. Yeah, one yeah. of our only subjects, in fact, it's been a very quiet week. Mm. Um, but another game I discovered, and it was something that was in the Devolver Digital um, announcement at E3, and it's called Death's Door. 
Oh, yeah, I forgot that came out recently. Yeah. Oh my god, is this what we needed? <laughs> like, it, it's like Zelda with a very light Dark Souls element. So it's like if Zelda and Hollow Knight were to have a like a, a weird child, Ooh. this is what you would get. And it is, it's so beautifully presented. It's so relaxing to play. There's a little bit of frustration because some of it does get a little bit tricky. Like, there's some fights that are a little bit clutch and a little bit difficult. Mm. But for the most part, it is a really nice, really calming game to play. So, obviously, you've seen the game. You know, yeah. you remember it from the old Yeah, I remember it, yeah. So, uh, for, the, for the listeners, uh, you play as a, a little crow, and you're effectively doing the job of the Grim Reaper, but you're one of many Grim Reapers, I think. Um, and you're going out there to collect souls to open another door. And I, I don't know why you're opening this door yet, because I haven't got that far. Uh, but I've just got to the point where it's revealed, like, the map that you're on. And, by the way, there is no map. So you have to remember how to get around. And you sort of explore in like a, like a Dark Souls way where you go through a section and at the very end you pull a lever and a door opens and it allows you to go back to where you started. Right, you know okay. how that works? Yeah, like, like the, the, short, like the backtracking shortcuts kind of thing. Yeah, right? like, like the, the whole game is a big 3D puzzle. Effectively. Oh, and you're just kind of working yeah. your way through it and, and solving bits and pieces. But it's by the Titan Souls developers. It's published by um, Devolver. And it is genuinely wonderful. It's so cute. And the character building is lovely. Like the, the, the first character that you meet once you actually start the proper like meat of the game is this guy that's got a pot for a head. Mm. And it's just so endearing to learn why he's got a pot for a head. And like when he talks, it kind of like jingles a little bit because like the Aww. lid will pop up and down, and it makes like a like a cooking soup pot noise. Yeah, so it's like like a little like knocky noise. Uh, <laughs> and when he bows forward, soup pours out the top of it, and he's like, "Do you want some soup?" And, he's, and you're like, "No, thank you," because um, <laughs> obviously the soup's in his head. Yeah, and that's explained. Like that gets explained, and and it's just so nice to play. And there's this whole element to it as well, where like. You're walking around an area, and you can see things that are clearly... You know, you know in Zelda, when you can see, like, hookshot things that, yeah. when you haven't got the hookshot yet? You know that you're eventually going to come back through this area and use different things to kind of progress in that way. It's sort of like a Metroidvania style. Yes, yeah, yeah. You go towards get your reward. Yeah, exactly that. But I, I would strongly recommend it. It's under 20 quid. It's on Steam. It's also on the Xbox Game Pass, I think. But don't quote me on that one. I might be wrong. But you can play it on Xbox, but it's only on Xbox to Steam. It's not on PS4 or 5 or Switch. Okay. But this is this is a perfect Switch game. Like, yeah. This, this feels like that they've kind of done themselves a disservice here because this would have been massive on the Switch. I'm sure like, there's like a Switch port. Time. It's probably it's probably a Switch port like in the works. Well, it's absolutely. Like, they would they would be mental not to release this on the Switch because this is like, it, I mean, it, it gives me the same feeling I had when I was pl- uh, playing the new Link's Awakening. Hmm. Like it's that level. Like you know, it's not a particularly big story, but it's something that's enjoyable. Yeah, and and it's really good. I would highly recommend you try this one out. This is not your homework for the week. Like do this when you get time. But it's it's well worth it. It's I'll such check it a good out. game. It, it definitely sounds interesting, and I really like Titan Souls as well. Uh, I played Titan Souls as like when I had a P- when I used to just play like PS Plus games on PS4, and Titan Souls was on there. It was really ages ago. Like oh my god, it's actually it's really a game. it's like, really it's... awful to think about that it was like seven years ago. But yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was a great game. So I'll check it out. Well, um, I, I wouldn't say it's a spiritual successor to to Titan Souls, but there's definitely influences. Yeah, just like, you know, I, the developers. I think you know, I could see them crafting yeah. like something a little, you know, like bigger kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, even the way the combat works, like it's just what they've what they've managed to do is because you play as this little crow, they've managed to make the world feel a lot bigger than you are. Mm. And all the way through it, you're like, okay, that railing's really big, and it's just a normal sized railing. If I was a normal sized character, but because I'm a crow, it's difficult to get across. Yeah. And it's it's just lovely, like like it it it's it's a bit quirky. It's a little bit. Um, have, have you played the Inokuni or seen any of the Ghibli movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seen, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. You know how those worlds just kind of have weird stuff in, but they just kind of expect you to accept that that's normal in that world, like the cat bus? Yes. Um, in this, there's a lift that's controlled by this big beast that's like trapped in the top of it and it just uses its arms and complains while it's pulling the lift up and down which is which it, it, and it's not explained it's just there yeah and it's, it's that kind of stuff but there's a lot of that in it which is, which is nice oh, but it also cool, it, it also does this really cool thing where it's sort of explaining the world using the background yes so, yeah, oh, so that's the stuff great. That's happening, yeah the stuff that's happening in the background is like progressing as you get through the game and you're like, oh, okay, I can sort of see what's going on now. Like, I understand that's a bit weird. And, and stuff starts to get weirder and more... I'm talking a lot about this game because it is really good. No, I mean, uh, it sounds like a great recommendation. Yeah, It's lovely. Like, <laughs> it's, 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 it's definitely my game of the week because I've also played another new game this week, which was Pokemon Unite, but we can talk about that how when long, we get to it. How, how long... Uh, um, have you finished Death's Door? Or, like, how long do you yeah. know what the playtime is? I mean, you also you don't have to say... Oh, okay, cool. It's about 10 yeah. hours. About 10 hours. Yeah, I, can, um, I can do that. People are saying anywhere between 10 and 15 hours, uh, which is which is nothing for a game these days. Yeah. Uh, especially because we're both Persona players, so... Oh, God. Mm. Yeah, I can happily put down um, 10 hours. Uh, yeah, I'll check well, it out, I recommend yeah. that. So, other than that, I've also been playing Overwatch, because I always am. Mm-hmm. Uh, been playing a little... So, I've actually been... Let, let me load up the name of the game, because I forgot it. Well, I'm just loading up on my computer now. Um, obviously, Fortnite, I've been playing that, because the new season is coming to an end. Uh, in September, and I've also been playing on my 3DS emulator Mario and Luigi Paper Jam, which is a lovely game. Like, I, I'm so glad that I've now get to play all these games on my emulator because mm. I never got to play them when they first came out. Yeah, and I'm really enjoying it. Like, it's 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 the Paper Mario sequel that I wanted. Yeah, and I didn't even know it existed, so I'm happy to put myself in playing that. Um, also, been watching a bit more Misfits. I'm in season three now. Um, that show is getting terrible because I remember <laughs> it's not terrible in season three. Um, what else have I been doing this week? I've been doing so much. Like, um, I've watched a couple of movies as well. What did I watch yesterday? I watched a movie yesterday. Oh, yesterday. I literally watched a movie called Yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> oh, what's it called? Yesterday. Have you seen it? No. I think I've heard of it or I've seen it on it's, Netflix. It, it, it's, it's a lovely movie. It's the concept that this guy is in a bus crash as the world stops for 12 seconds. Oh, wow. Okay. And when he wakes up, Everyone in the world, like the Beatles, have never existed suddenly in this world. But a few of the things also don't exist. So Harry Potter didn't exist. Coca Cola didn't exist. So there's a lot of jokes about him asking for Coke and people going, "You can't really be asking for Coke," because um, oh. he's now in this world where he remembers the Beatles, but no one else does. Right. So he he writes the Beatles songs, and obviously they're like mega iconic songs. And he suddenly becomes this like world changing songwriter. And, oh wow! Like, but the the funny part is, is is he plays yesterday. Um, for his friends mm. and they're like that's the most beautiful song i've ever heard and, and that the one of them goes well it's not fix you by coldplay but it's pretty good it's like <laughs> oh god in this world that's, it, it, it's a really self-aware movie uh, it must have cost a fortune in marketing because they reference so many things like pepsi and coke are both in yeah. it um obviously harry potter's in it as well so there's all this other stuff um really good movie though it's, it's in the same vein as um the elton john movie um rocket man and uh we not we will rock you um bohemian rhapsody the king mm-hmm. the, the queen movie yeah so i watched that yesterday and that has been about it for my week i have played a few other games but i could go on forever today because yeah. i've had a, I've had a week of video games which has been lovely oh man that sounds so good so yeah, um, yeah, that's where I've been this week. Well, but... one thing you can tell me about, Clark, because I'll be honest with you, I haven't had the chance to play it, but I've seen a lot about it. How's Pokemon Unite? Pokemon Untie, as I keep calling it. Oh, sorry, it's... yes, Pokemon Untie. Untie, yeah. it's about a load of Pokemon that have been bound together and you have to untie them. <laughs> so, have you played Arena of Valor? Yes. 
Have you played uh, Wild Rift? Yes. And have you played, uh, God, what's it called? Vainglory? Yes, I've played all of those. And you've played this. It's okay. the same game. But it's, it's, it's that Tencent model, but it's this. The only difference is, now, instead of attacking towers and bases, you're, you're killing um, creep. Which is just sits off the side of the the the, the paths. Yeah. Uh, so, so you've got these creep, which is other Pokemon, wild Pokemon. You kill them. Well, no, so you don't kill them. You capture them. There's no death in Pokemon apart of from course. when people eat for some reason eat Magikarp as sushi, which is a bit weird. And Taurus meat. Um, and Taurus meat. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you you collect these little balls, which I think are called Aos Energy or something, and then you dunk it into their bases like you're playing basketball. So the game into sort the of enemy plays base. out like basketball. Yeah, into the enemy bases, so oh. you dunk it into their first tower, you score 100 points, that destroys that tower, and then that lane then speeds up. Huh. So th there's no creep moving up and down the lane, there's just creep on the sides of it. Okay. But um, instead of towers shooting you, if, if the enemy is standing in their tower, they get healing and shields oh. uh, until they get destroyed, and then behind them they, there's like a speed boost so they can run away quite easily as well. Oh, that's, and, interesting. And, and that's, that's an interesting uh, take on that concept. It is. Yeah. And that's it. That, that's that's pretty much the big difference with the game. But otherwise, it, it's your generic MOBA fare. Like, it's, you know, everyone's got two or three abilities. So um, everyone's got ultimates and that kind of thing. What's the win condition? So do you just take out the enemy's, like, <laughs> base or something? Or So the win condition is not visible in the game. Uh, it, it's the team with the highest score. But oh. it doesn't show you the score in the game until you get to the end of it. It's like, it's like oh. Splatoon. Where you play and spray and spray and spray and spray, and you get sort of an idea that you're winning, but you don't fully know until the game ends and then the score pops up. Right. Okay. Which is just so weird. So, 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 then, so, so weird. So, what do you get scored on? Is it, I'm guessing it's just like the number of towers you've destroyed or the number no, of the Aos buckets. energy. So, so, how much Aos energy you've dunked? It's point based. So, every piece of Aos energy is one point. Right. So you, each game ends with like three or four hundred points, is what it is. Okay. How long is a game? Like 10, 20 minutes? Five minutes. Five minutes? Oh, okay. That's yeah, pretty short. It's yeah. very bite-sized. It's oh, very okay, much designed... Cool. Well, so this brings me into the main point about it, because it's very much designed for kids. Yes. Yeah. Bite-sized. It's for people with very short attention spans. It's, it's, it's designed so that people don't have to invest hours of their time. Yeah. The problem is that it's also pay-to-win. Uh, um, yeah, I heard about this. Yeah. yeah uh, you might have seen a massive thread on Reddit. Mm. Uh, talking about how it's pay to win, and everyone going, "No, it's not pay to win." I mean, it absolutely, absolutely, unequivocally is pay pay to win. So, what's like, the specifics of it? If you don't mind me so asking. So, when you get to level seven, you unlock uh, very similar to the runes in League of Legends. You remember uh, the runes? Yep, I remember runes. Yep. Very similar system, but these are equipable items. So, it, every Pokemon can equip three items, mm -hmm. and these items have uh, thirty levels each. Right. And understandably, the higher the level, the harder it is to level it up because it costs more of the the soft currency that you get from playing the game. Right, okay. And everyone's like, well, you can't buy this currency for real money, so it's not pay to win. You can buy this currency for real money. It's just it's a two-step process. So if you try to top up your item without having enough of the tokens, it will say, you can't do this because you don't have enough tokens. And if you press it again, it will then ask you if you want to buy gems to buy tokens to top up the things. Yeah, so it's pay to win. It's, it's directly pay to win. It's, it's not even questionable it's 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 pay to win yeah that's literally, uh, so, that's, yeah, so, that's literally pay to win. <laughs> yeah so and the problem is because these items are mostly percentage based you know oh. as well as i do that when you add a percentage boost in any of these games yeah. that cone is massive for wow. damage that's uh one of them is literally like plus 20 percent damage or plus 10 percent damage sorry oh man oh, well, that's, so, that's kind of a shame to hear 
Big uh, shame, because otherwise the game is really fun. It, it's quite respectful of the Pokemon license. Like, it's quite high quality. It's, it's, it's a bit laggy, and not, not in terms of gameplay, but the menus themselves are all, like, really slow oh, and really ugh. clunky, which is really annoying. Um, but for the, for the most part, it's a very good game. I, I just cannot in any good conscience recommend that anyone play it because of how predatory and pay-to-win those mechanics are. Is it a and Switch it, it exclusive? Is... Or is it on mobile? Switch and mobile, but it's, it's not on mobile yet. It's coming on mobile in a couple of days or weeks right, or whatever. Right, and I'm assuming it's going to have cross-platform so you can play it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's exactly the same game on both platforms. Yeah. Um, and currently, I think there's 20 Pokemon that you can pick. So you've got things like Gengar, Pikachu, Zoroara, which is a free oh. giveaway if you play this week. Is it 3v3? Um, Sorry. I should really just watch it. It's 5v5. It's 5v5. I should really just go play it. Well, there's a 5v5 mode, and then there's the quick play mode, which is two, two, uh, 3v3 and 4v4, depending on which okay, groups you get. Cool, cool, cool. And then there's rank play, which is 5v5. Uh, oh, so it has well. ranked. It does, but it's got that weird ranking where you can't really rank down. Just the, oh, the more you win, okay. the higher you rank, and the I, more you lose, you don't really drop rank. You just kind of sit there. Okay, I know, basically, yeah. yeah. Okay, it's, it's using you know the I mean. yeah, it's using the kind of um, uh, it's like the modern version of like Clash Royale's thing. I played a game recently yeah, called exactly Smash yeah. Smash Legends uh, okay. on mobile, which is very similar, uh, like kind of progression model of yeah. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. Um. Yeah, that's that's I mean, it sucks that it's pay to win, but also that you know. But the weird part is, it doesn't need to be pay, pay yeah, to win. Yeah, it doesn't like, need to be. Like, they've severely monetized the wrong part of it, and the problem is, you know, people are going to spend on it because it's a Pokemon game. Yeah, of course. In fact, one of the most regular comments I've seen on Reddit is that it doesn't matter how much it costs, people will spend on it. Yeah. And that's because sorry, I just had a burp and a hiccup at the same time, and it sounds a bit weird. Sorry. Um, so. It, it it really didn't need this. Like, this game could have made millions if they'd have just done skins, which you can buy the skins. Uh, there's character customization as well, so your, your, your trainer has an avatar and it's got different clothing and stuff which you can buy or use. There's also a gacha system in it as well. Oh, so it, it's got every monetization tactic known to mankind, which also I'm not really on board with because it's got a gacha, it's got um, microtransactions and pay to win, and um, there's another thing as well at play. Like energy boosts or whatever it's called, um, but th th there's like effectively... XP doublers. Yeah, there's, so there's four monetization mechanics stacking on top of each other, and it just didn't need the pay-to-win part. Mm. Like, th th it, it, it's it's going to kill itself because it's it's going to get to the point where people just can't progress anymore. Like I'm already going up against players that are level five and doing three thousand damage to my character. At which point, in level level five, normally you're doing about one hundred and fifty damage. Yeah. But, I mean, you can see the damage recap after each engagement, and what's happening is, is people, particularly playing Snorlax, are using a slam ability, and the slam does, like, three times my health bar. Oh, my God. And, it, and it's obvious they're using, like, highly boosted items at low level. Mm. And to me, that's going to cause people to churn and give up on it. Like, I'm already getting annoyed with it, so I don't want to be able to play it anymore. And I was really enjoying it when I was kind of winning a bit and losing a bit. Yeah. But when you're getting stomped like that, and you know that you can't do anything about it, that's bullshit to me. And... Yeah. Uh, they've actually sent out a survey yesterday asking about people's experience with this, and I've just put negative, negative, negative for everything because it's just like you have really misunderstood your audience here. Yeah, it's it's uh, a common it's a common problem with like these kind of mo like I you know I'm gonna say mobile games. It's, I'm gonna be honest with you, it's been around for a long time, longer time, it has. pre pre mobile. But like, mm -hmm. yeah, it, I guess it's just against these like pay to win models, right? Where it's like they do work and they make a lot of money for developers. Uh, being honest. But, like, um, it does, yeah, obviously create this kind of second, you know, this kind of, like, 
uh, for lack of a better term, you know, a like class system where it's kind of like, you know, oh, here's the players who are just going to get stronger and stronger, and here are the people who are like the free to play players, right? Who are just feeling bad. Yeah, exactly. Or, or like, and, and the other thing is that, you know, I've, I've seen loads of different arguments over the years being like, oh, you know, and also I've subscribed to them as, as well, being like, oh, well, you know, if you're a free to play player, then you just, you know, you just got to, like, outskill. Like, you know, what what can you not buy? You can't buy game knowledge and, like, actual practical skill in the game, right? So you yes, just got to, like, out. I mean, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. It's like, I, I mean, dude, I wish, I wish, but like, no, I mean, yeah, you can pay for coaching, I guess. Well, you it's know, like, it's like I've it. constantly said, like in Overwatch, if they they gave me the option to pay for an an MMR reset, yeah, I would pay for that probably once a quarter. Yeah, but that, that to me is the same price as buying another copy of the game and starting over. We can we can talk about we can talk about that, but um, so just just sticking on with the whole idea of um these yeah like pay to win stuff yeah it does suck right that it doesn't feel good where it's like especially when it becomes like the the distinct difference of being like it takes if we're playing the same character and it takes me two of my abilities to kill you but it only takes one of the same ability for you to kill me that fundamentally changes the strategy of the game so like in terms of like even from just like a actual competitive standpoint so which kind of sucks uh and it's not good for balance but I mean, I'm I'm assuming that they're not really caring that much about the competitive side of it, and just kind of are just trying to you know make money. I would I would be surprised if half of them even knew it existed. Yeah, exactly right. I, I mean, people will take it competitively, but I feel like they'll probably enforce rules. You know, like uh, you know, being like, oh, you know, you you because I'm assuming it's like using a loadout based system, right? So it's like you know you can't you can only equip you can choose to unequip things right off of your Pokemon, so you can just be like, oh, you have nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, they'll probably be like, you wouldn't do that. <laughs> they'll, I mean, they'll probably do like if they ever do like a proper competitive scene, whether that's officially or like non-officially, because like uh, Clash Clash um, Royale used to do this, where it was like if it was like, a competitive mode, they would be like, okay, you're like you just you just don't have anything equipped, or everything you have equipped is automatically max level, uh, but only those would be like for limited time events and stuff like that. Um, but I think that's the best way that you can make sure that the game has like a competitive standpoint. You wouldn't offer that as ranked, however. You would do that when people play in your like official tournaments, in quotation marks, if you get what I mean. Because obviously, if you just have that as ranked, then everyone would just play ranked and no one yeah. would spend money. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so... Which sucks, also, right? Um... But yeah, I, I am I am definitely against it. I mean, like you know, like you know, you can see that it's like a lot of games like League of Legends and things like that. You know, they've removed all of these pay-to-win elements. Obviously, they still have other, you know, making money off of skins and loot boxes and stuff like that, which is not great. But you know, trying to remove all of those pay-to-win elements, right? Where it's just like fundamentally, someone starting with, you know, a, a person who has a new account versus someone who has like a, a more, you know, like a different account. Uh, like you know, like someone who's already played is just like fundamentally just that even though they're playing the same character, fundamentally one person is just stronger, and I really hate that. Like it's just it's lame. Like it just doesn't work out. Basically. That one likes pay to win. Like yeah. it's no, it's but yeah. On I don't the... know. I'm disappointed because it could have been such a good game, and unless they remove this this pay, I mean, cause the thing is they've added this mechanic into a lot of mobas and immediately removed it, which is where you can pay for these runes or yeah, upgrades exactly right. or whatever, and immediately removed it because the community hates this stuff. Mm. If it feels like they've added it to this to, to get a quick cash bump. Yeah, I don't think they're going to remove it. They, I don't think they will remove it. I'll be honest with no. you. I don't think it's, they're it's not it. Nintendo. It's Tencent, and I'm pretty sure Tencent don't really care about their players' enjoyment. No, they don't. They care about their no. profit margins. So, yeah, you know, and and the other thing is that like. 
the only pe- and I'm going to be also doubly honest with you is that like the people who dislike this and complain about it are unfortunately like you know and it seems like on reddit that they are the majority of people but like they are actually the vocal minority like there are actually going to be so many more people who play who are like little kids or people who are more casual with the game or the people who buy into it the people who are actually paying right that they don't actually care as much which is a shame right but it's like you know that's 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 why these models work is because there is this, you know, if ev- everyone who complains about it and hates it, you know, the people who are more invested in these games and competitive integrity and all these things, there's also just, like, one or two other people who are just like, oh, I just play it because it's got Pokemon in it, it's fun, dude, kind of thing, you know? And it sucks, because it means that, like... I mean, you know what, if they're enjoying the game, that's also fine, but it just means that it just, like, enforces, like, these business practices which are, like, kind of unfair. Uh, but yeah, because obviously, you know, like, if you compare it to, like, actual other sport and things like that, like, imagine... You like it would still be a problem, right? You know, like if you compare it to like an actual competitive thing, but yeah, or like it's football. The same as having like performance enhancing drugs. Like, yeah, like, it's not cheating. It's just using your advantage. No, that's no. cheating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's literally yeah. It's, it's literally... To me, using pay to win is also cheating. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't care what people say. Like, it's not pay to win. It is. It is. It's literally pay to win. You're paying money and winning. Like I, that's what that is. I think it's wrong for for people to say it's not pay to win. You can, you can if you'd like to. You can say it's pay to win, and also I'm okay with that. That's also a perfectly fine stance to take. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, with you. Yeah, it, it's okay to agree and disagree. Yeah, yeah. But it's not okay to just turn around to someone and say your opinion is wrong because I love this product. Yeah, that's like, that's not right. That's, yeah, that's being yeah. a fanboy. Yes. Like, that's, that's, I mean, that is the fanboy bible as well. Like being a white knight and standing in front of a product just because you love it and refusing to hear feedback makes you a fanboy. Yeah, I, I think one thing that myself and you have gained as a big advantage in this is that we both worked in the games industry for a long time. Mm. And we know that when people are giving feedback, they're not doing it because they want to attack or destroy something. They're doing it because they're like, I love this thing and it's mm. frustrated me because it does this. Yeah. Can you stop making it frustrate me and make it more fun? Yeah. That's what feedback is. And then some people hear feedback about specifically Pokemon and Nintendo stuff because there's this like, weird venomous fan base. Yeah. And they hear feedback and they're like, no, like, so I've got a thread going on um, on Reddit at the moment that, that's hit like 24,000 uh, likes mm. because uh, it's, it's a post about Pokemon Unite. And I've received three death threats, very specific ones, about wow. this thread where what I've said, this game is pay to win. I wouldn't recommend you giving it to your kids without supervision. This is the reasons why, blah, blah, blah. I even said, like, you know, I've worked on these kind of products. Mm. Uh, I understand monetization. And I want to say that this is quite a predatory game. Yeah. So it's not something I, w- I would suggest that you let children play. Yeah. So um, I've received three death threats. One was someone sending me my home address, which is my actual home address, by the way. Wow. And I'm I'm anonymous on Reddit, but they've obviously linked up somewhere in the past. I've probably linked a tweet or something or whatever, that they've found my name. And then from that, they've searched my address and said, Wait, I'm going to come to your house fuck? and stab you. What and they've the even fuck? sent me a picture of my house. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, this is that fan base. This, this, is, this is why people hate Nintendo fanboys, because... This behavior takes place. Jesus and Christ, if this is happening man. to me for something as simple as suggesting that this Pokemon game is predatory, can you imagine what it must be like to be a woman in that? Like, yeah, holy shit, man. That's I mean, actually fucked God. up. That, that, that is actually fucked up that, you, that they went to the effort to find your actual address and all these things yeah. and send you a picture. That's. I'm, dude, I'm so sorry that you had to deal with that. That's actually I mean, so come fucked, on. man. I, I was, I was a game master for so many years. This is, I know, this but is, still, it doesn't make it okay. Peanuts right? compared to some of the threats that have been made towards me. Like I've had people 
physically turn up at our office and douse themselves with petrol. Oh my god! Because we banned their account. I, I, it. I mean, we're, we're talking about something that we're going to get into actually. Yeah. Um, in fact, we'll, we'll do that bit now, and then we'll talk about Loki next because I, I want to do this bit in brief because I'm yeah, not yeah, that's, that's... massively comfortable about talking about this. But yeah, yeah. Um, but to move on, um, this week and last week, some stuff came out of the woodwork from some employees. Um, who are now so it's the state of california is suing activision blizzard uh for uh sexual harassment in their california office being like an unfair place to work and not a pleasant place to work and whatever um i don't have the exact quotes and i'm not going to quote it but again to preface because myself and ollie have worked for this company we're probably not going to have very strong opinions on this not because we don't feel one way or the other it's just because there are ndas and stuff that we have to adhere to and some of them might be questionable if we get a bit too deep, so we're not going to have too much on this one. Would yeah. you agree on that, Ali? Yeah, it's like, we. I mean, I do, we do have strong opinions in terms of, like, you know, the... Of course we do. Know, obviously, <laughs> don't, you know... The har- obviously, harassment is fucked up and don't do it, right? But obviously, it's fucking awful. Yeah, it's awful. But, like, you know, in terms of, like, yeah, like, protection and things like that, you know, NDAs and things, yeah, like, obviously, we can't share certain things, but... Yeah, yeah, and, and to, to add on to that, this is not a fear of the big bad corporation or a fear of like uh, repercussions. This is more because if we do say something that could be seen as inflammatory or incorrect or, or personally identifiable, yes, it can actually we, we can be legally responsible for that, and we we know we don't want those issues. Um, but it doesn't mean that we can't have opinions. And my opinion is that if anything is true, this is fucking horrifying. It's horrible. Yeah. Um, I mean, I myself. So to to talk a little bit on this, Ollie, um, I worked in this company in the middle of all this for ten years, um, and I wasn't particularly aware of anything particularly nasty going on. There there were things and like hints that that kind of stuff wasn't great. Like for example, one thing I can tell on my my personal experience is I when I came out to the to my colleagues i used to walk into the office every day following that and people would yell hey homo the gays here bumps to the walls boys and because (laughs) because i wanted to be part of the lads i laughed at it because i I was quite good at laughing at myself anyway i mean i I do occasional stand-up comedy so whatever um i was laughing at it but then when i look back on that i was like that was actually really damaging And, and that mindset was just in a group of kind of unadjusted young very laddie blokes that hadn't really had much uh, contact with the outside world and, and women and whatever. So we were all in this like little bubble. Mm. And it is really important to note that this was a bubble. Like yeah. we were very sheltered and very um, maladjusted people. So I thought it was funny. I was just like, oh, the, you know, these, these popular people like me and I'm part of the cool kids now. So I'm not going to argue about this, but looking back, probably not the nicest thing to do to someone when they come into work every morning is to yell out their sexuality to everyone in the office. That's fucking um, abhorrent, dude. But that, 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 was, that, that was working in the games industry at the time. Like, everyone was a bit laddish and a bit blokey and whatever. Mm, and obviously, yeah. my experience there is, is nothing that I really worry about because it hasn't really impacted me in any way. Obviously, that is a hundred times worse when it comes to the stuff that's been reported on. Yeah, like... The, like... like I mean, I'd hope, I'd hope that you know that kind of culture that you had there, like that was a long time ago and changed. But I mean, that's not to say that it's still happening, you know, behind the scenes and things like. That. I mean, obviously, with this lawsuit is showing that, yeah, like there is still this kind of harassment and these kinds of things that are so happening. This lawsuit is referring to around that time, mm. so it's like five, seven, and ten years ago, right? Oh, geez. Which is around the time when I was kind of seeing this stuff. But so there's a specific point that it calls out called cube crawling. Mm. which the the Californian variant is is gross, like it's people getting groped and stuff. Mm. 
I know that that stuff took place because I saw it taking place and I was offered to join it. Like, but it was on a much more lighter angle where I was from. And I think it's more common in a lot of office places where when someone new joins, a group of lads will get together and wander around just to check out that person. There was no, but there was no advancing and there was no like leering or anything like that. It was literally just, we're going to walk past just to check them out. And I was obviously dragged into that because at the time I was not out of the closet and I was just trying to fit in. So I thought, okay, this seems like normal behavior. I didn't know that this was abnormal behavior. I'd never done this before. And as I walked around, I was like, actually, this is disgusting. Like, this shouldn't be happening. So I left it there and didn't think about it. I didn't realize, of course, that in California it was way worse than that. Mm. But yeah, yeah, so that was one thing that was going on that uh, kind of relates to what's been accused to. Um, it, it, uh, now that I think back, it was actually quite a it wasn't the best atmosphere. It was yeah, it was a it was a fucking amazing job, but there was stuff happening that probably shouldn't have happened. I mean, I was physically abused by one of my bosses, so there you go. <laughs> oh, dude, man! Yeah, he punched me, yeah. <laughs> and he used uh, a lot of like physical threats against me as well. So now that I think about it, all right, okay, maybe it wasn't the best environment to grow in. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm sure, look, you know, like I'm I'm sure there are bits of you know the, working there that probably had like really great highlights and things like that but it the was. fact that these things happen right like that there are people who do these things it you know and look from my personal experience and i didn't even work directly for the company i worked for a subsidiary um i was not uh i did not witness anything personally i heard things that were happening around um and obviously you know it's, it's not reflective of exactly the same company um but you know it it it's really horrible to just hear that these things happen, right? That, like, you know, people are allowed to treat, like, treat others in this way. Uh, and that it's kind I wouldn't, of... I wouldn't say allowed, I'll just say that it just happens. Well, it happens, right? Well, as in, like, what, yeah. As in it happens, yeah. right? But then, like, you know, the fact that I guess it's just, like, see, uh, it's, it, you know, it, it, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's not on the victims to, to, to say anything, right? But it's just more, like, it's... I don't know. It really, it really, really like tears me up, man. Like the, to hear the, these stories and hear like, especially some of my friends when they tell me about their experiences, and it's just like, man, it's fucking sucks. It's just like that people, huh. that, these people exist, right? These people actually feel like it's okay to do these things to others, and it's like well, that's the thing, though. Is like I said, it was a very bent view of reality working hmm. there. Like, um. It's, it's really hard to explain. Like, it sounds like I'm making excuses for it, and I'm not. I'm just explaining, like, what it was like. Mm. But it's, it's so difficult to kind of say it without trying to sound like I'm justifying it, because I'm not justifying it. I'm, 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 I'm trying to explain that what took place was just... It took place because it did. Yeah. Like, no one thought it was bad because at the time it wasn't really bad because there wasn't anything to compare it there you go that's what i'm trying to say like yeah. there wasn't anything by comparison to compare it to because american tv at the time this stuff happened and it was fine yeah. movies this stuff happened and it was fine like this this was in, in popular media this was like the thing that everyone was joking about and saying this is fine and fun so yeah. naturally you would emulate that behavior in your workplace obviously now because we're way more educated and way more experienced with the world we can look back on that and go that was really problematic yes exactly yeah. right yeah but, uh, Obviously, getting to the point of where people are being groped and all that kind of stuff, up to that point, there is a lot of questionable space. Mm. As soon as people start getting touched and things start happening against oh, their yeah, will, yeah. no one can argue that that's wrong. Like that, that, 
a hundred years ago or now is wrong. Yes. Yeah. But exactly. up to that point where you've got people just making occasional like off the cuff comments or uh, making slightly sexist or racist jokes and stuff, because this stuff was so prevalent in in our popular culture, we sort of took it into our personalities as it was okay because it was funny. Yeah. Obviously, it wasn't. And we can now look back on that and go, actually, that wasn't funny. That was shit. Like, that was horrible. Yeah. Like, and now there's videos starting to pop up of, like, some of the things they were saying at BlizzCon. I don't know if you've seen the one. No, I haven't. Um, okay, you have to see this video. Like, so th this girl, bless her heart, uh, she, she stands up at the Q&A uh, for one of the WoW panels at BlizzCon. And it's recorded. It's on TV. And she's got so much, like hope and passion in her face. It actually makes me a little bit emotional because I look at her and I think, you must have been absolutely crushed with this one. And she asked the question, like, um, when are you guys going to create women in your games that aren't overly sexualized? Like, look at Sylvanas, for example, yeah, and she's like yeah. a super sexy, curvy thing. Uh, it looks like she stepped out of a Victoria's Secret cat catalog. And this shitbag, uh, Afrasiabi, the, the guy that's had all the accusations made against him, turns to her and says, well, what catalog would you like her to be look like she's walked out of? And it's just like, oh, dude, that is disgusting. And her face just shatters. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. Like you, you ha I'm going to send you the clip. You don't have to watch it now. Like, yeah, I'll it, watch it later. But yeah. It's definitely doing the rounds. And it, it is a bit of a serious subject because obviously, you know, harassment and stuff is serious. But that shows that level. And it also, JL and Brax talking on the same panel mm. and they're laughing and joking about it. And it's like, probably at the time, I probably laughed at it as well because I was like, oh, this is funny. Looking at it now, I'm like, holy crap, that is disgusting. Like, that is awful behavior. Mm. And I'm glad that it's public. Like, that's out there for people to see. Yeah. So he's he's, he's left the company now, right? He left so, last year. Like, yeah. unceremoniously left last year, yeah. 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 He's just, he's gross. He, I mean, I, I knew him barely in the company. He was gross back then. He's always been creepy. Mm. Like, he, he's a very creepy, very gross person. Uh, you know, the kind of like creepy uncle kind of thing. Like, yeah. ugh. He's always putting his arm around you. But anyway, um, Blizzard bad. Uh, well, according to this lawsuit, Blizzard bad. Uh, doing another thing. It's like they're having their annual shame fest. Yeah. <laughs> Can't seem to get away from it. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, to me, it begs the question of whether things like Overwatch 2 are going to survive. Because yeah. that game is in development hell because they just lost uh, Jeff Kaplan. Mm. And I think the player base have kind of lost a lot of faith in it. Yeah. Like, do you think Overwatch 2 will come out? I think it will. Like, I think the company will survive. I'll say that. Uh, it's definitely going to go through some... I hope it goes through some changes and uh, gets rid of all of this shit. The, the, the cesspool of all of these these people who are you know in, doing these things, right? I feel um, like we'll probably see Jail and Brack gone within the year. I think he might be yeeted out. Yeah. Because he's, he's the one that um, knew that this was happening. Mm. And just gave him a slap on the wrist and said, "Don't do that again." Yeah, that's not how you react to that. That's not how you respond to that. Well, exactly right. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, take these but... things, take these allegations extremely seriously. Right? Yeah, like um, but yeah, I, I I do still think that like you know, for what it's worth, you know, the people who uh, you know, as much as there are a, you know some bad actors and bad culture within the company. That's not to say that the whole company itself is like bad, right? And the products that they make are bad. Oh, and you know. I'm I'm so glad you just said that because this this is a few people in power abusing yeah. their power. Which, exactly, right. Again, not not a reason to make this sound good because it's not, but every single company has that. Yeah. I, I have never met such passionate and talented people as I have when I was at Blizzard. Mm -hmm. Like the experience I had at Blizzard is is literally my golden age of my life. Like I know I'm never gonna have anything that amazing again. Yeah. 
and that's because it was a fantastic place to work, but it just sucks to know, and I did know, that some of this gross stuff was happening in the background. Yeah, it's always like the bad actors who are just going to abuse the fact, right? Exactly. Like, you know, yeah. like take the piss. Like, and, 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 and saying that they're taking the piss is it's kind of... Understatement. Yeah, it's, it's actually an <laughs> yeah. understatement. It's a massive understatement. Like, you know, yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame, but a that's, shame. that's where we are. Yeah. At least now steps are starting to be taken to kind of move forward from this. Mm, for sure. Um but we'll see we'll see what goes on in the next year. Like it's gonna be there's obviously gonna be a lot of eyes on uh Blizzard and Activision right now. Um but because neither of us are connected to those companies anymore, it doesn't really affect us now. It's just yeah. such know that it was things that were going on in the background. Yeah. But we could stop talking about that negativeness and we'll move on to Loki. Yeah, let's talk about Loki. Loki, Loki, Loki. Alright, what did you think? Loved it. Mm. Loved it. I'm guessing you didn't. No, no, no. I thought it was great. I, I loved it. I it's think such a great way to end the season. Yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, also setting so, up the to, just just before you go, just to preface, as we warned at the start of the show, we are going to talk about Loki in in its entirety. It's going to be a lot of spoilers. Probably going to talk about One Division as well. Um, so if you want to yeet out, now is your time. Yeah, get out. Yeah, um... don't. We, need, we need the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I thought the ending was really good. Uh, I think the fact that the fact that okay, here's the thing. I think the ending was really good, right? And I think the fact of what this means for the Marvel Cinematic Universe is fantastic. The fact that they're basically setting up the next X number of bad guys. Part of phase. Yeah, the, the next, next phase. phase for 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 um, and the MCU is great, and the way they did it, fantastic. My issue is that it means that the rest of the series was kind of like. Oh, this wasn't actually really about Loki. It was just about setting up this character for the MCU, which is a bit, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, personally, I will, agree, I, I, I'm gonna say, uh, not to say it wasn't enjoyable, but just kind of a shame, right? Because I think Loki's an interesting character, and there's definitely like, I feel like there could have been more like actual like interesting character insights and character development, and we did get some of that, but like I feel like it could have been more. With, with his character. Um, but now the fact that it sets up kind of like, yeah, uh, I mean, do you know, do you know who, you know about Kang the Conqueror, right? Or that's basically. No. Okay. No. So. Is that who that guy is at the yes. end? So, so that guy, his name is He Who Remains. I mean, he's referred to as He Who Remains. Remains but basically, yeah. what he's doing is he's protecting the rest of the world, he's protecting the rest of the timelines from the eviler version of himself, which, then there's many different names there's different versions of him so we're gonna see lots of different versions of that character one of them is kang the conqueror who is basically like the biggest bad he's like thanos level threat basically okay um and there's another one called like immortus and some other anyway the point is that you're gonna see these characters you're gonna see these versions of him later on in the mcu and he's basically gonna be the next thanos level threat um so yeah, I got really into this because I was because I started talking about time stuff, and also it kind of broke down because it's kind of like, um, I, I me and my me and my housemate were watching, and then it ended, and we were like, that's really cool, but then we tried to have a discussion about how the TVA actually works and what this guy was actually doing and all these other things and stuff like that, and then being like, oh, what is a Nexus event and all these other things, and we kind of fell into this rabbit hole, being like, I actually don't know. <laughs> like it was kind of hard to explain. I thought I understood, and then it realized. And then I realized I, I didn't really understand. But um, you didn't understand the ending. Oh no, 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 I understand the ending, right? So I understand right. that basically that he who remains is there, and the TVA is basically there, literally to stop 
are the timelines from branching where another version of him can exist. Gets created, yeah. Yes, right? That's what I thought. That's what yeah, I thought yeah. It was. yeah, 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 where he gets created, right? But then, I, yeah. guess, I guess this is the different thing of being like, are these timelines other multiverses? Or are they, or are there other multiverses that also have other timelines that also have a version of He Who Remains who's doing the exact same thing? That's that's the thing that I couldn't really understand. You're you're getting lost in in complex time travel now. Stop yes, that. exactly. That's the okay. problem, right? Okay. I, I thought I started thinking too hard about it. Yeah, and that's the just problem. Like right. you yeah. have to go with the Austin Powers variant here, and it's where you look at the camera and you say. Uh, but Austin, what if I meet myself and then, whoa, my head, my, I've gone cross-eyed. And, yep. and you literally just around and say, well, maybe if you just enjoy it. And then he looks at the camera to everyone in the cinema and goes, got that? <laughs> like to yeah. everyone. Yeah. That's what you need to do. You need, you need to, you need to kind of just differentiate yourself from the, the complexity of it. Yes. Because yes, time travel is impossible and blah, blah, blah. Which is weird, because, right? Yeah. Like... Yeah. But we, we know there's so many logical fallacies to time travel, but we also love fantasy. Mm. So we have to sit in the middle of that and go, this is mostly sensical. It's yeah. fine. Like, it, this is okay. It's, it's like, so to me, there's a really good example here. And it's in every single movie. Every movie that has a weapon in does this one thing. And it does it, and it's the most unrealistic thing ever, but it's so normalized. What do you think I'm referring to? Every movie does it. Or when it's a weapon. Yeah, with a, with a, specifically with weapons. Uh... Talking about... Guns and swords, or knives. And every movie does this. And it is completely unrealistic because it doesn't happen in real life. I'm, I, I have no idea. I'm, I'm so interested here, though. But... What happens when someone points a gun or holds a gun in any movie? What, what happens? What, as in when they're pointing it at someone? Well, when you see a gun for the first time in a movie, what happens? What, what is the thing that happens? And it always happens in every single movie ever. Uh, you hear the reload noise. Oh, you like, mean like the click? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it, that's not what happens in real life. And then with with swords and um and daggers, and stuff it goes like shing yeah. when it's just visible. Well, it's like, the, yeah, it's the Hollywood, it's the Hollywood thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it drives me insane. It, it's it's one of my biggest triggers in movies. Mm. That and um, talking animals are my two most hated things in movies. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's a but good the, thing that uh, cro- Crocodile Loki didn't talk then, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> but the, the, the Crocodile Loki did the worst thing. Every time the camera looked at him, it made a crocodile noise. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, God, I get so wound up with this. Like, as, as, Again, as a media student, yeah. a big shameful part of my life has been spent staring at the background of movies and TV shows. And it's, it's that kind of stuff, like, like playing Spot the Wilhelm screen. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I completely derailed this. But, no, like, no, it's fine, it's fine. But, so what I'm saying is, is time travel is one of those things where you just have to kind of go, "Yep, yeah, it's fine. I understand." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think it's, I think it's cool. I, I really liked the performance of the guy who played Ka- um, He Who Remains. I forgot. Oh, that fantastic! Fantastic! It was actor. great, great. Yeah. Also, the final line of just like, "I'll see you soon." It was a uh, ten out of ten. Like, uh, well, yeah. extremely well executed. Um, and yeah, I guess. I wonder. This is it. Is like you know, will we? Do you think we'll see these characters? Like, will we see Sylvie? Will we see you know, like this variant of Loki? Uh, I guess. I guess he is the only Loki because in the actual timeline, Loki's dead, right? Or yeah. In the he's in the only the... one remaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the whole thing explores the fact that there can be different looking Lokis, but there can also be millions of the same looking Loki as well. Yeah, yeah, with like very slight differences, right? Which is yeah. Because of circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because of different decisions made or whatever. Like, yeah, anything like, is possible. Every time, yeah. Exactly. Every time a decision is made, a new universe is created, effectively. Yes. Um, but 
Uh, yes, I think we're absolutely going to see those two actors pop up across the the whole next series, mm. but they're going to be getting older, I think is what's yeah. going to be happening, which is going to be a shame because obviously they're both like getting on in time. Um, the weird part is, is that the woman who plays Sylvie was also in Yesterday. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. <laughs> she turns up as like a, like a just under middle-aged housewife. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> I was on looking at her going, where do I know you from? Oh, it's Loki. <laughs> that was cool. Um, but yeah, but no, I mean, I'm, yeah, uh, I'm just really interested to see more of Kang. Like as a character, and I know, and I know so he's good. gonna be. I know he's gonna be in the new Spider-Man film. Because uh, I think yes, he's already he been is. cast. Yeah, yeah, he's already been cast. Then so you've got you've got the Doctor Strange movie as well called Multiverse of Madness. Yes. So whether we'll see... we know where that's going. Yes. Yeah, so, so so the real question is is uh, will we? See... I I I guess that one is the film that will introduce a variant of Kang. Like, uh, I think that's going to introduce the Thanos of Kang. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. The, the the big one. Yeah, the big yeah the big yeah, yeah. Kang Kang the Conqueror. If, yeah. So I'm actually trying to remember. You know when I went through and watched all the Marvel movies at the beginning of the year, mm. I'm trying to remember when Thanos was introduced because I think he was talked about in one of the previous movies. Yeah, he gets talked about, and then you see him for the first, and it's a really it's really weird because he looks really different in the first CG render. I think yeah, really it's, badly made. <laughs> I forget which one. I think it is actually the first Avengers film where he just kind of goes like, "Well, guess I, you know, it's my turn to do it." You know, he goes like, "Oh, I guess I should take care of this myself," and that's when you first see the Infinity Gauntlet as well. So I think it was an Iron Man. Maybe he's an Iron Man. Yeah, I think it was Iron Man. Well, I, again, I could be completely wrong here because the, there's so many movies and so much stuff happening in those movies. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure it was at the end of Iron Man in one of the uh, bonus scenes. Mm. He's, he's definitely referenced. Be... He's definitely definitely referenced. Yeah. yeah, at some point. Because yeah. he does get like pre-tees and stuff. But um, so what I was going to say, the, the reason I preempted about One Division as well is because this show has has done very much what One Division did. I just think. Because we saw One Division first, we got to see this very unusual way of telling a story that Marvel haven't hasn't done before, mm. and this has done the same thing. Like it's taken a really odd subject and and make it made it kind of quirky. Like having Owen Wilson in there, effectively playing himself, yeah, but in a in a less comedic way, was brilliant. Yeah. Um, but they they've taken this like really odd kind of low level storytelling and made these massive stories out of it. Which is what they did with Wanda. Like it was, you know, a little suburban town that ended up growing into this like galactic event. And this was again two people just travelling across different timelines, and then suddenly it's this intergalactic event. Like it's, I like how they've done that in both of these shows. And and we've been so lucky to have these two amazing shows. And then there was Captain Banana and the Winter, whatever it's called. <laughs> I can't remember the name of that show because it was so crap. Like, Falcon and the so Winter bad. Soldier. Captain Falco and and. It's, it's not, it's not, yeah, and see what level yeah. nine Kazuya CPU. Yes, you go, yeah, yeah, that's one. That's Captain, what it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but no, like, like, we've had these two shows that have just been so good, especially in the middle of the pandemic as well. Like we needed something to kind of take our minds off things. Mm. We've had these two shows that have bridged the gap between the two Marvel universe. Because I will say one thing: when I went to see Black Widow and I got that Marvel intro, I got a little like, um, like, how did I feel? It was like it was like I'd gone back two years. Mm. Like suddenly it felt normal again. Yeah. Just just for that Marvel's intro, you know the with Marvel letters. Yeah, that thing. That. Yeah. When that was playing on the big screen, I was just like, "Oh, I'm back." Yeah. Back. I get It's back. That was nice. Yeah. And I did just order a 4K TV as well. Oh wow! Well, there you go. 55 inch, baby. Oh shit. Oh baby. Um. But yeah, uh, I think I I I still personally think that One Division was more interesting um, than Loki. But that's not to say that I think obviously the thing is like both of them for what they 
setup in the MCU is great. I just think in terms of like just like interest in TV from a t- like just from a like actual like TV standpoint, I think WandaVision was just like phenomenal. Uh, whereas like Loki, it's like yeah, it's cool and it's interesting and it like sort of like has all this weird time stuff in it, which is cool. And like you know, it, for the for Marvel, it's still like amazing. But yeah, I think One Division like even just stands up like on its own. Like even if you're not really invested in Marvel, I would still recommend people watch One Division oh. because it's interesting. Like, I'm glad you said that because because yeah. to me, One Division stands stands alone. Yes, yeah, like, that's it's, what I mean. It's yeah. its own thing. Yeah, like, I'm I'm agreeing with you. Like, yeah. it's its own thing. It's it's very much its own thing, and I really enjoyed One Division. Like, I'm yeah. I'm so glad that came out as well. Yeah, it was great. Like, yeah, but um, but yeah. So I got to the end of Loki and was very happy with the way it turned out. Love the fact that it's foreshadowed a season two. I thought it was leading back mm. into the movies. It it is setting up the movies, but there's also going to be a season two of this going on. Yeah, uh, which means we're going to get tons more of Tom Hiddleston, which are, which no one can ask for less of because yeah, exactly. Yeah, he is a fantastic actor and he's really good. He he. It's like he was born to play Loki. Yeah, which is weird. Mm. Like I don't I don't think Chris Evans was born to play Captain America. Like. That to me is a character that could have been interchangeable with like six or seven different actors, and I For wouldn't sure. have cared as long as it wasn't Vin Diesel or The Rock. That's fine. For sure. Um, but Loki, I think, is definitely Tom Hiddleston. Yes. It, it's. I, I don't know if I'd say the same thing about Spider Man though, because Tom Holland embodies Spider Man, but then so did. Um, We've seen so many other Spider Men as well. So many good Spider Man. Yeah. So. Good Spider Man. Um, what was the name of the guy between? Uh, is it Topher something? Topher, whatever, Topher DiMaggio? Uh, I'm not sure. Who what, for played who played Spider Man? Who played Spider Man? I don't think I it's Topher DiMaggio. Uh, Toby Maguire, Andrew Garfield. That's one, Andrew Garfield. And, uh, no, it's, it's, that's not who I'm thinking of. Who am I thinking of? I think you're thinking of Andrew Garfield. No, I'll tell you who I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of his, um, his enemy in what, one Goblin? of them. Oh, I can't even remember. It's the guy from that 70s show, he's who I'm thinking of. Uh, that 70s show, Eric, his name is. Uh, let me check out. Eric Foreman, and it's the guy... It's Topher Grace, his name is. Topher Grace, okay. Topher Grace, and he played... He played a character in Spider-Man. I think it was one of the villains. Mm. I'm up on a tangent here. <laughs> is it the Green Goblin's son? I think no. it is, yeah. yeah. I think it is. Uh, let me just see who Topher Grace played in I his name. Spider-Man. Uh, he was Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock. He played Venom. Oh, he played Venom. He Venom in Spider-Man 3. Oh, yep. right. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I know who you're talking about. Okay. Because yeah, he's in that 70s show. Like, he's very famous for that show. Yeah. But did you ever see that 70s show? I did not, but I know, I've, I've seen, show. like, promo images and stuff like that of it. Yeah. It's good. And I didn't realize that... So, a little sidetrack here, but that show had a constant running joke about being stoned. And I oh. never knew that was what was going on. Because they, they used to do these little, like, bits in every show where they'd all be sitting around a dinner table and the camera would be sitting in the middle of the table and just rotate around them. Yeah. So it would, like, point to one of them. They'd talk and it'd point to the next one. I didn't realize that that was symbolizing them passing a joint around. Oh, God. That's what was going on. And as it was going around the table, they would get hungrier and giggle more. And I just thought, well, this is just lovely. Yeah. But it turns out they were getting high. <laughs> it was in the 70s, so it's perfectly acceptable. Yeah. I just didn't know that was what it was making the that was what it was. But anyway, there that you was go. the that reference. Was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's been Loki. Um, and I think both of us can probably quite openly say we're very happy with the outcome of the show. Um, very much looking forward to season two. Uh, is there any part of it that you didn't like? Um... Like what, what did you like about it? 
I feel like the fight scenes could have been a bit more, or they could have like the or performances of them. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, I, th I think the, the I think the last two episodes of Loki were definitely better, like way better than like the middle section. I'll say that the last two yeah. episodes were fantastic. So they were great. Yeah, yeah. I loved it when they approached the Citadel as well. Like that that yeah. CGI in the background, like you knew it was CGI, but it was it was fake enough to look real. It looked great, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Um but yeah, so I mean that's been Loki. Um we've enjoyed it, blah blah blah, all that usual stuff. Um but as we I mean, I guess we're very close to running out of time here because I think we've done the full hour nearly. Yeah, oh, uh, we're, we're, we're on an hour 15. Okay, well, this week's Nostalgia Bite, we were going to talk about Napster, LimeWire, Morpheus, and DC++, but I think we could probably push that to next week, because we're way yeah, over time. And yeah, for sure. No one wants to hear us try and force a conversation about those fantastic things, so what I'm going to do is some movie magic here, and I'm going to copy-paste it into next week. There Whoa. we go. Look at that. It has been copy-pasted, so if you're listening now, this is actually next week. Yeah. Um, or not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about Um but I guess we'll close up from there because we have been talking for way too long about way too little. Yeah. Um, but this has been episode 42. Episode 42. I what know, is right? specific about the number 42? It's the meaning of life. It's the meaning of life. Yeah. Hey, guide. Okay, this is the meaning of life of the Sunfire Tavern. Yeah. This week we've been talking about Loki, Pokemon Unite, Death's Door. Um, remind me the name of that game that you were playing again. Noja. Noja, thank you. I was like, Notion? No? Noja. <laughs> Uh, and then we also talked about the Activision Blizzard lawsuit, obviously with some caveats. And then next week we'll be moving our Nostalgia Bite section because we didn't have time to talk about it this week because we talked so much about Spider-Man and Loki and, and Thanos and other words. There were so many things. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, you can do so at Sunfire Tavern. And you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify and Google Podcasts. Uh, you can also drop us an email. And we really would like to get some of your emails because we don't have any and I get excited when I get an email. And you can do that through sunfiretavern at gmail.com. Ollie, do you have anything final to say before we close up for the week? No, just, except for thanks for joining us, everybody. And um, I hope you have a nice... Have you, have you, hope you have a lovely week. There you go. Um, yeah, it's been a lovely conversation this week and we'll see you all next week. Take care. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.